This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, the Star Wars editor is not happy about the sequel trilogy. Neil Druckmann is one of the directors for The Last of Us HBO series. The Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series has completed filming as confirmed by Ewan McGregor and a Flash movie director teases Batman's crossover. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, Disney's Star Wars sequels certainly have their fans, but Marsha Lucas doesn't count herself among them. The Oscar-winning editor behind the original trilogy and ex-wife to George Lucas makes her thoughts on the sequels very clear in the scathing forward to the book Howard Kazanjian, A Producer's Life. In the foreword, Lucas slams Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker director J.J. Abrams, arguing they don't have a clue about Star Wars and criticizing the decision to kill off franchise icons like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. They don't get it, Lucas writes, and J.J. Abrams is writing these stories when I saw the movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. Absolutely, positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? And at the end of that, they have Luke disintegrated. They killed Han Solo, they killed Luke Skywalker, and they don't have Princess Leia anymore and they're spitting out movies every year. Lucas seems to have little love for Daisy Ridley's Ray, either pointing to the many unanswered questions surrounding the character and her background pre-episode 9, when this foreword appears to have been commissioned. And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience, so now their main character is the female, who's supposed to have Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is. It stinks. The storylines are terrible. Terrible. Just awful. And perhaps, to set the record straight, Lucas also directs her wrath at her ex-husband's prequel trilogy, revealing her disappointment in episode one, literally brought her to tears in 1999. I remember going out to the parking lot, sitting in my car and crying, Lucas writes. I cried, I cried because I didn't think it was very good and I thought George had such a rich vein to mine. A rich palette to tell stories with. There were things I didn't like about the casting and things that I didn't like about the story and the things I didn't like it was a lot of eye candy, CG. Lucas is probably best known for her work editing the original three Star Wars movies. She won the Academy Award for Best Film Editing in 1977 for Star Wars A New Hope, having previously been nominated for 1973's American Graffiti. 
Lucas also won a BAFTA for her work on 1976's Taxi Driver. Lucas's contribution to the Star Wars franchise is the subject of the YouTube mini-documentary How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit, which revealed just how pivotal a role she played in shaping her then-husband's rough cut into a global blockbuster. Abrams seemingly acknowledged the lingering controversy surrounding the Star Wars sequels in 2020, admitting he's learned the hard way to always go into new projects with a clear plan. As for what's next for the franchise, we've recently learned the upcoming anime anthology Star Wars Visions will be the first project to set after the events of Rise of Skywalker, though it's unclear whether the series is meant to be part of the official canon. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that Neil Druckmann, writer and creative director behind The Last of Us, will seemingly direct at least a portion of the upcoming HBO TV series based on the game. An updated production list on the Directors Guild of Canada list Drugman as one of five directors for the show's first season. Listed alongside Drugman as directors for the series are co-writer and showrunner Craig Mazin, as well as Jasmila Zabanik and Peter Hoare. They are joined by Kentamir Balagov, who recently wrapped up directorial duties on the show's pilot episode. While it was already known that Naughty Dog co-president would feature as an executive producer and writer on the show, it is currently unclear whether Druckmann's role as a director will span a single episode or more. Since its initial announcement last year, HBO's The Last of Us has since confirmed a number of casting choices for the post-apocalyptic series. The Mandalorian and Narcos' Pedro Pascal, who was previously confirmed to be undertaking the role of series protagonist Joel, while Bella Ramsey of Game of Thrones fame is set to play Ellie. Since then, the show's most recent addition to its cast comes in the form of Fringe's Anna Torv, who will take on the recurring role as Joel's smuggling companion, Tess. While many of the details surrounding the show have been kept closely under wraps, back in July, it was said that the TV adaptation of The Last of Us would have a budget that exceeded the eight-figure-per-episode mark, likely making it the largest project shooting in Canada. Up next, Arjun reports that Ewan McGregor has confirmed that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney Plus has recently completed the filming. I think it's going to be good. I had a really good time making it and worked with some really wonderful people, McGregor said. He added new technology and made it a different experience than when he filmed the prequel trilogy. Obi-Wan is set to take place 10 years after the events of the prequel trilogy and follows McGregor's Obi-Wan as he hides on Tatooine after the fall of the Jedi Order. McGregor is the second actor to play Obi-Wan, and Alec Guinness played the senior Jedi in the original trilogy. McGregor teased Obi-Wan's costume in the show's earliest this year. 
saying the Jedi Master look will be slightly different than you might expect. Hayden Christensen is also returning to the Star Wars universe to reprise the role of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in the series. Obi-Wan Kenobi is directed by Deborah Chow, who has experience directing The Mandalorian. Other Obi-Wan Kenobi cast members include Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie P.C., Kamali Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, Oshia Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. The series is set to premiere at some time in 2022. The final report of the day reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN states that as production continues on 2023's The Flash, director Andy Machete has posted an intriguing new teaser image on Instagram. The teaser in question shows a familiar Batman costume defaced with the Flash's colors and logo. The Batsuit looks to be the same design Michael Keaton wore in 1992's Batman Returns, which featured a slightly different bat emblem and torso armor shape compared to the original costume from 1989's Batman. We already know Keaton and Ben Affleck are both reprising their respective Batman roles, though Keaton has admitted to having a hard time grasping the concept of the DC multiverse. Interestingly, this image brings to mind the defaced Robin costume glimpse in Batman vs Superman, which hinted at a dark confrontation between the Boy Wonder and the Joker at some point in the DCEU's past. Director Zack Snyder later revealed this Robin was meant to be Dick Grayson, not Jason Todd. Should we take this as a clue that Keaton's version of Bruce Wayne may have a bone to pick with Ezra Miller's Barry Allen? Or is this image simply teasing the idea that Barry will help coats an aging Bruce out of retirement? Or maybe Barry loses his own costume and has to repurpose one of Batman's old suits. At this point, we can only speculate as to the true meaning behind the teaser. We're hoping to learn more about the plot of the Flash movie and Keaton's exact role in, at the DC Fandome in October. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post every day of the week. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify and Wooshka. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.